You're listening to Girl Talk, a podcast for girls, hosted by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Girls are go-getters, innovators, risk-takers, and leaders. As the premier leadership organization for girls, Girl Scouts sets the standard. Girl Scouts is the girl expert, and in a world full of challenges, we're in Girl's Corner. Hey, Girl Talk listeners. I'm Idell, and for those of you who follow the show, you might notice that someone is missing again. I'm flying solo for a few episodes without our usual co-host, Hannah. But today, I'm excited to welcome a returning Girl Talk guest, Carla Benson-Rudden. Carla works with me at Girl Scouts, and she joined us in 2019 for an episode about talking about rates and difference. Today, she's joining me to talk about a passion of hers, mindful meditation. Carla practices mindful meditation herself and with her family, but she's also incorporated it into her business as a life coach and into our staff meetings at Girl Scouts. I'm looking forward to hearing about Carla's experience and hopefully get some tips on how to get started with meditation myself. Carla, welcome back to Girl Talk. Hi, Idell. Happy to be here. Excellent. All right. Let's just jump right in here. So to get us started, let's talk about what the concept of mindful meditation means to you and mindfulness in general. Can you give us a little intro? Absolutely. Mindfulness really is about centering your thoughts and being really present in the moment. And so mindfulness gives us all a chance to think about how we want to be in a day, right? Or it's especially helpful when we're overwhelmed with things or when we just need to find a place of calm within ourselves. So it really is a practice and I use it as a daily practice to center and ground myself. I find it interesting that it's called a practice. What does that mean to you? Like, what mm-hmm. what does that make you think about? Mm-hmm. So a practice for me, you know, I played sports uh, in school. So a practice is something that you keep doing until you feel comfortable doing it. And it's like second nature for you. Yeah. Right. And so mindfulness is one of those things where for me, I had to practice being present and not thinking about things that happened yesterday all the time or things that are going to happen, but to be okay with just focusing on what's happening right now and being fully present to enjoy the things around me, right, Mm -hmm. that are happy. And also to just sit with things that are uncomfortable as well and be okay with that. But that's the practice. I had to practice doing that. So when I say practice, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. So I know there's a lot of research and official stances on meditation, but talk about what you think meditation or why you think meditation is important and what it does for you personally, physically, mentally, spiritually. Well, I think meditation is important for me and for others for those things, because we we're just in such a busy time now. The world is different than when it what what it was when I was younger, for sure. And Mm -hmm. so for me now, mindfulness and meditation is important because it calms our minds. It calms our bodies and it helps us make better decisions, right? So when we, and it also actually helps our conversations go better, right? Because when you take a breath, I do a lot of breathing meditations where I just sit and inhale, exhale deeply, right? It actually does physically calm your body. The act of calming down and breathing intentionally. Physically, your central nervous system slows down. So that's why it's really good for you. 
if anxiety is a concern for you or if you get nervous before things or you're about to have a hard conversation uh, or do something new that you're nervous about, just the act of breathing in and out mindfully calms your body down, sets you in a place to be ready to move forward. And so whatever you're about to do, more likely than not, if you do a breathing meditation, will go smoother for you. So that's why it's important yeah. for me. It does all those things for me. That sounds wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned how the world is different from like when you were a kid, but I think the world, we should recognize that the world is different than it was a year ago. Like oh, how, absolutely. how has your practice of mindfulness and meditation uh, changed or I don't know. Talk about COVID times and and maybe how it's... <laughs> have you been able to continue your practice? Do you find it's harder or is it helping you get through things? Just talk mm-hmm, about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness during COVID times, I haven't had... It hasn't been more difficult because I actually have a little more time to make sure I can focus on it in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I need to use it more because, you know, COVID has just changed, as we all know, the way we do everything, the way that um, I think about work, the way that my kids' school goes with distance learning and while I'm remote working and what that looks like. And so, and, and you know, people are living in the same place with people all the time. And so there's just not the same sort of independence in some ways that we used to have. And so for me, I need the meditation to make sure that I'm staying grounded and to make sure that I'm not as cranky. (laughs) So I notice more because, um, yeah, I just notice more of my surroundings and how I'm feeling. With the COVID and the screens and all that sort of thing, I one of one mindfulness practice I have developed, though, uh, during this COVID time is taking time away from screens in between meetings, right? Mm -hmm. As much as possible, having 10 minutes between meetings that I have. My kids Mm -hmm. do that too. We do mind breaks or brain breaks between their classes, their distance learning, where we actually are getting up and running around the house or running around outside when it's not below zero. And so we do that as a practice to give our brains a literal break from screens, Mm -hmm. but also just to set us up for a different kind of mood, right? So that we're not just so zeroed in. So COVID actually has made, I think, um, my family be more mindful as well. Right. About taking that time to focus on something other than the stressors that have been associated with COVID and the stressors of all this change that we've had to face. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great, a great piece to bring to girls and young people, you know, to our listeners that when you're on Zoom school all the day, all, all day long, and you've got Zoom band and you've got yeah. Zoom everything, you know, taking that break, you might not realize that you need it. But I know for mm-hmm. me, just, you know, during the workday, if I don't take those breaks, mm-hmm. I feel kind of horrible. And mm-hmm. like being mm-hmm. more intentional about that and not just taking time to like eat and go to the bathroom, like also but take those really intentional times to do some breathing and mm-hmm. close your eyes for a minute. All right. Well, so we're already kind of talking about, you know, about your personal story, but I'm curious about your, your personal journey. Can you talk about how you discovered meditation and mindfulness? 
Yes. You know, when I was younger, one of the things I loved to do with my dad was go fishing. Um, we, I grew up actually in North Dakota and uh, my dad was a hunter and a fisherman and he loved to fish in the, in the summers, right? So that was sort of our time. And we would go fishing on his boat, on a boat and uh, be in the middle of the water. And, you know, I wouldn't call it meditation at the time, what we were doing, but what I remember is when we would be out there and I was a talker as a child <laughs> and was always going hundred miles per hour. It seemed like from one thing to the next. Um, and when, and of course, when I first was going fishing with my dad, I'm excited to be out there. You get to put the worms on the hook and all the, all the things and mm-hmm. things are making noise and I'm all excited. And my dad would just say, okay, Carla, we're just going to sit. We're going to sit and be patient so that the fish will come to us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he would say it in just the nicest way. And so I'd be like, okay. And it was, I was learning how to practice being still just Mm -hmm. to be still. So we might chat a little bit, right? And he was a talker too, don't get me wrong. But when it was time to go fish, you know, he was like, now we're just going to sit and be okay and let the fish come to us. And so I learned then, and it was nice. I learned to enjoy that time of just being with my dad and not necessarily talking a lot, but we were communicating all the same, Mm -hmm. right? And so what I noticed, even when I was little and I can hear it now as I think about it, when we'd be on the boat, I'd hear the birds, right? That Mm -hmm. were around, or I'd hear the water splashing and maybe it was a fish or a turtle or who knows, what it was, or I hear things rustling along the shore. And at, for, in, at first, my dad would say, oh, do you hear that? I think that's a whatever kind of duck. He knew all the, <laughs> the animals. Yeah. Say, oh, I think it's over there. And I, and I noticed the more I was quiet and still, the more I noticed all the awesomeness that was around me. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. So again, we didn't call it meditation back then, but that's what we were doing. We were meditating and being still and being patient with ourselves so that we could enjoy the nature. Then we could hear when a fish was coming too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that that was an early way that meditation came to me and that I got to practice it. And another way, you know, that I would see my mom doing a lot was in, with prayer. Prayer is a, an excellent type of meditation, yeah. And my mom prays and still prays every night. And mm-hmm. I would see her doing that. And that's her time to be alone with God. But it was a very meditative practice. And so in, in prayer, I don't necessarily call my particular one how I pray meditation, um, mindful meditation. But that's another way that I grew up surrounded by that mindfulness of taking some quiet time to be alone with your thoughts or to be alone with God or whatever that was for, for, for me. And so, yeah, so those two things, I I grew up enjoying that, right. Enjoying that and taking those deep breaths while I was doing it, particularly with the prayer. So yeah, that sort of set me on that journey. And as I got older, what I found was whenever I was feeling either out of sorts or frustrated or upset, just, I would remember to be still And I would remember to take deep breaths and that would help me feel better immediately. Yeah. Did the breathing, did you figure that out on your own or did somebody 
teach you that? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think growing up, I often would hear that either from parents or coaches if I was upset, just like take Carlos. <laughs> my dad would say, just sit, <laughs> take a big deep breath. Okay. And it worked. And then as I got older, started uh, working professionally, doing more trainings and became a life coach, I did actually learn different methods to do meditation from my mentors and other training that I had and how to access that practice. And as I became more comfortable with that practice, I changed it to fit for me, right? To fit what was realistic for me and have passed that on to the people that I work with. There's no one way to meditate. Um, And so that's what I like to share with folks that I work with and young people as well. Yeah. So when you say that there's no one way to meditate, I think that's a perfect sort of segue into my next question. So there, I know there are some barriers that stand in the way of people starting a mindful meditation practice. Can you talk about those barriers and any thoughts you have on getting through them? You know, I think for some people, you know, you hear, I'm going to meditate. I need to meditate. It's good for me. Folks conjure up an image or they think about candles and maybe a bath <laughs> and mm-hmm. bubbles and music and all these things that you have to have with you so that you can New meditate. Age music. Or <laughs> right. Oprah CDs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some water, waves, like all the things people, which are great. Those are mm-hmm. all great things to have. They all sound very nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Well, you can't just, just stop what you're doing and that, draw right? a bath. Every, right. I can't draw a bath. I might not have a tub. I don't have any music. I don't live near water. I don't. Right. You have to and, clean the tub before you can do <laughs> And I don't have candles. I have, you know, anyway, you don't need all of those things. But we think that there's a one way to to meditate and to have that time and be still. And so it can be a barrier. Folks feel like, well, I don't have time to meditate, which is interesting because it's all about finding that time. Um, And so that that could be a barrier or people feeling like somebody has to lead me in meditation. I don't know anybody who does that. Right. Those are all the can be barriers to people for meditation. Mm -hmm. So what I believe and know, however, is that first, often when you need the mindful breathing and you need the mindful meditation, it's during chaotic times where there is no silence. <laughs> right? You right. will not have access to music. There will be no pan flute playing. Uh, <laughs> there are no candles. Like it's in the middle. There's no little gong that anybody <laughs> no. is. So for me, what I tell folks is first, you all you need to meditate is a comfort level of being able to either close your eyes or look at a spot in front of you and just breathe. Just mm-hmm. intentionally breathe in and out. That's all you really need. You need your breath. And you don't need any of the other things that aren't necessarily magic words. Mindfulness and being mindful really just means sit, standing still or sitting still. Wherever you are, you could be in the grocery store. You could be at school. You could be at a practice for either instrument or sports. And when you feel like you just need to calm yourself, your thoughts or your mind, all you need to do is just intentionally inhale and exhale. That's being mindful, right? Or noticing, and in those breaths, noticing how your body's feeling. That's being mindful. And that's a meditative process. And it doesn't have to be long. 
<laughs> Could right. be a I think that's or less. Yeah. Something we all think. And that's that whole time thing. Like, when am right. I going to have, when am I going to have time? Like, have time and, to meditate. How right. am I going to fit this into my schedule? Even if you have, like, for me, I think about, like, when am I, how, how do I set aside 30 minutes to meditate, right. even though part of my time is like watching TV or like mm-hmm. reading the news, like, but I still feel like I need to do those things. So how do I fit this like, right. more thing in? <laughs> but like, if I'm thinking, start with a minute, two minutes, five minutes, like that's, mm-hmm. that feels so much more accessible. Yes. Very, 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. Because again, I mean, and that's, that is part of the point of being mindful right? I don't have time to be mindful or I don't have time to meditate, which in some ways, what we could be saying is I don't have time for myself, mm-hmm. right? So you might want to meditate on that. <laughs> Think meditate about that. that. <laughs> You're doing lots of other things. Can you give yourself a minute? Can you give yourself 30 seconds to just breathe, mm-hmm. right? That's all. You can start there, right? Right. I feel like we all can find 30 seconds to a minute just to take for ourselves, even young folks, young girls, right? Yeah. For sure. And we need it and need to practice, begin practicing that early. Right. So Mm -hmm. along those lines, like some people have a hard time sitting still and focusing. And I think it can feel intimidating for those of us, I will speak for myself, who (laughs) have a lot running through our heads all the time, you know, or people with anxiety, which I'm also speaking for myself, like, it can be really intimidating to think about spending that time, like trying, trying to focus and not having those worries and those anxieties creeping in to that time. So, I mean, I think one part that you've been talking about is just taking those short bits of time because I think it, it feels really intimidating to try to to try to sit for a long period of time and and focus on myself or on my breath. But like talk about how we can get past that. So mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. tips and advice for that. Yeah, that's a great point, Idel, because I have worked with folks or when I've done this with young people and or whoever, and they've said, Well, I don't know what to think about when I meditate. I always am thinking about other things. Like I can't I can't just focus on whatever. Um, And so some tips that I would give, one is think about the habits or things that you already do that you like, whether that's running or maybe you love to listen to music and you can use those things that maybe already are a practice for you and you can incorporate meditation into that. Right. So if you're a runner, whether outdoors on a treadmill or you play or you're practicing a sport or something like that, while you are doing that sport, that can be a meditation practice. Right. During that or maybe it's music that you're playing. Right. Being Mm -hmm. really mindful of the notes that you're playing, how you're feeling while you're doing it during your run noticing the things uh, around you in the present moment. And so I run Well, I used to run more. Now I jog. Uh, (laughs) It comes and goes. (laughs) It comes and goes. I sometimes would find myself thinking about during the run things that I have to do later or a conversation that didn't go the way I wanted it to. When I started noticing that 
my runs weren't enjoyable anymore because I was thinking about all these other things. I said to myself, you know what? I think I'm only going to focus on the music that's playing right now that I'm listening to, uh, or I'm not going to play music for this run. I'm just going to listen to the birds, you know, singing or, or what have you. And when I focused on that, I actually noticed I ran my pace was better in my mm-hmm. run, right? Because I was more focused and I felt better after the run. So there's ways you can incorporate that meditation so that it's not you alone just with your thoughts. So that's one way. Meditations where you're visualizing a peaceful place or something like that, that helps as well. So then you are being in the moment of noticing what brings you calm, right? And then you're just keeping your focus on that place of calm, whether it's your house or a beach, or I'm thinking of the things that I will visualize, um, Mm -hmm. and just focusing on that and see yourself there. And then again, using that to help you focus on your breathing. That's another way that you can think about it. But my biggest tip would be just, again, as we've said before, you don't have to do it very long. You can just pick that short amount of time to just notice your breath. That's it. How does it sound? Like that sort of thing. You also don't have to close your eyes. For some folks, it's not fun to close your eyes. That's interesting. That might not feel safe for you. Mm -hmm. So just set your gaze on something in front of you. And that could be your meditation. Look at a spot on the floor. And that's what you're looking at. And that's what is helping you breathe and be mindful and just do that. So again, when I that's what I mean when I say there's no one way to do it. You might want to be led in a guided meditation by someone, and maybe that helps you as well. Be able to just focus on the present moment. Yeah. So when you and I were kind of chatting about having this conversation, you mentioned using mantras. Can you talk about that? Oh, yes. Yeah, I love a good mantra. (laughs) So a mantra just means it's that sort of self-talk is what I think of for a mantra. So Mm -hmm. using words that motivate you or that remind you of who you are. And that could be what you meditate on. And so perhaps your mantra is, I am okay. And you just keep repeating that as you're breathing. You could Mm -hmm. also do whatever your mantra is while you're doing that other activity. And you're going to spend your time just repeating to yourself mantras or words that feel good to you and that can calm you down or can pick you up, get you excited, get you motivated, whatever that is. So for me, sometimes my mantra is I am doing enough things (laughs) when I feel (laughs) with all the things that I'm doing or I say Uh or I'll say to myself, I don't have to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And I've also done a mantra before, uh, this is hard <laughs> and I can do hard things, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I just would repeat that and would repeat that sort of thing. And so you just think about the mantra is what can fill your, can fill your thoughts, but it's present moment. So whatever the mantra is, it's about this present thing. Mm-hmm. I will, I can do this, right? That's a good one for my kids when they're getting frustrated with their homework. I can mm-hmm. do this. I am good at math when they feel I am stuck. good at math. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a good I one. Say, you are good at math. Say that. And so they'll say that. Yeah. And again, it will calm them down. 
so that they then can approach their work mm-hmm. from a different place, from less frustration. And it reminds them, I actually am good at math, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This problem is hard, but I am good at math. And I know this in this present moment. So now I'm ready to do that problem again. So mantras can be really good as well as a thing where so that if the thought of just being quiet and alone with your thoughts is a stressor for you, think about a mantra that you can say to yourself. Maybe it's a line from a song that you really like as well. That could be it, too. That's a good idea. We've all got songs that... Uh, kind of speak to our souls, you know? Yes. There's those lines. So I know you've already said a few things, but what would you, what would you say to girls and young people about just getting started? Where do you start? First of all, I would say start with being okay with, or you know what, start practicing just being, things being quiet. Turn off all your devices. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Makes me feel good just thinking about it. Turn off every device. And and as I said before, you know, or earlier, there's so many things at our fingertips these days for young kids and for young girls. Some of, you know, you got an iPad at school, right? That school, Mm -hmm. many schools provide all these things for you to have. Some of the girls, you know, you'll have a cell phone or the TVs right there, radio, all the things. To occupy and fill your mind with everything but you and the present moment. And yeah. so a way to get And sometimes started. we use those on purpose. Exactly. I use those on purpose to clear our minds. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to, to try and clear our minds, right? Yeah. And I will say again, listening to music can also be a type of meditation and mindfulness. You want to think mm-hmm. about what the lyrics are and what you're listening to. But mm-hmm. that can also be a start, right? But mm-hmm. I would say start with as a young person turning off all your devices and thinking about just being quiet for like a minute, (laughs) right? Yeah, just for a minute. What's it like just to sit and be quiet and notice the surroundings in your house? When when you're quiet, what do you notice? Kind of just start there. Mm -hmm. What are the sounds that you hear? How does your breathing sound it'll be weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll be really weird but that's part of and awkward being mindful. and awkward you know mm-hmm. you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> and again sometimes we can find quiet in the middle of noise mm-hmm. you quieting turning off your electronics it doesn't mean you're asking your whole family to stop doing what they're doing necessarily mm-hmm. but you can just sit and notice what's going on around you Again, whether this is at home, if you're doing hybrid school or going to school, just pick a time. Maybe it's in the cafeteria. Again, you don't have to have a quiet spot to find that quiet, but just be mindful of what's going on around you. So you could start there. That's a good way to start. And then you can either, again, in a quiet place or a non-quiet place, pay attention to your breath, to your breathing. Don't do anything special. Just Notice that. Spend like a minute noticing your breathing. And then from there, you could think about taking an intentional deep breath and then exhaling it. And so kind of get into that practice. Again, might feel awkward, but you practice doing it so that you notice the next time you're upset or the next time you have a a hard conversation with a friend or you're mad at your parents or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. What you want to do or think about is in those moments, this is another thing you can practice. Take a deep breath in and out before you say anything to your parent or your sibling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my kids. Or your friend. Or your friend. My kids bicker all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, take a breath before you respond to what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. Or maybe you have to remove yourself. But again, it's sort of practicing those little things. Mm-hmm. Noticing your breath, big inhale, big exhale, just kind of practice little things like that at first to get started. And but in but in particular, I think for young people, a, a good way to start to practice after you've sort of been okay turning off all your things and noticing the things around you is whenever you're frustrated with something, just take a big inhale and exhale. Take a big breath and just be keep doing that until you've calmed yourself down. And try to think about not, you know, doing something else to forget about the frustration, but almost sort of lean into that with your breath. I'm really mad at my mom right now for what she's making me do. Okay. Mm -hmm. I notice that I'm mad. What does the mad feel like? That's being mindful too. My heart's racing. My fists are clenched. I'm just, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, upset. Notice that. Okay. Clearly I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Right. These are the thoughts that you're having, but you're you're focusing on how you're feeling right in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that helps us calm ourselves down. It then helps, you know, do I need what else do I need in this situation like right now? Right. So all those. So that's how you can start. Pick a time when you're upset and just notice how you're feeling or when you're really happy. You could do that, too. Yeah. When you're super yeah. happy at something that just happened. And just like being present in that happiness. Oh, Yeah. If you have a pet, that's be present with that pet. Pet, I yeah, yeah, I have a cat, and sometimes my meditation is just petting our cat. And I was actually just about to bring that up. Yeah. My dog just came in the room, and he's just <laughs> laying, looking just so calm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite things to do. I have a fluffy cat and a fluffy dog. Just like pet the cat, and just because they're. I mean, I feel like they're meditating all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Animals totally live in the present moment. <laughs> yeah. They're totally just like happy to be where they are. And yeah, I'm just going to sit and look at you. You can feel that energy just by touching yeah. them. You know, Absolutely. I mean, there's research that shows that mm-hmm. that having pets around and spending time with them like blur, like brings your blood pressure down. Absolutely. And part of that is because you're focusing just on your cat or your dog or whatever your pet is. And that's all you're thinking about. So you can practice mindfulness by just doing one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. That's being mindful. We tend to multitask. I think even young kids, you know, the girls listening, you've heard of that. You got to multitask. So while you're doing your homework, you know, you should be, you can wash dishes or whatever while you're doing your homework, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Or you can brush your teeth and read this for class, right? Or you mm-hmm. can do all these multiple things at a time. Well, you can, but what if you just did one thing at a time? You'd be just as productive. And studies also show that this idea of multitasking doesn't make us more productive. It just yeah. makes us do too many things. But right. part of a practice can be, I'm just going to do one thing at a time. I'm just going to eat dinner. I'm not going to watch TV and eat dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to notice what I'm eating. I'm just going to have this conversation with my parents or with my sibling, or I'm just, we're just going to play this game and not have our phones and devices 
nearby. We're just going to do the one thing and be Mm -hmm. fully present in doing that. I love board games. My family loves board games. And when we are doing a board game and we had to learn to do this, my partner and I like get rid of the phone, just put it away. Mm -hmm. Whoever's calling, it's fine. We don't need to answer that because right now we are playing games as a family. And it's great. Mm -hmm. We have the best time just in that moment. And we're not thinking about other things. We're Mm -hmm. just having fun together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't always have to be like perfectly getting along, but you're like exactly. there exactly together in that moment. Yes. Do yeah. do one thing at a time. I think that's a good practice. But yeah, back to the pets real quick. Yeah. Cat, <laughs> cats <laughs> in particular and dogs. Yeah. I. It's so calming just petting them. I'm just thinking about it right now. I should mm-hmm. probably pet my cat. And what I found is when I'm stressed out, sometimes that is my meditation. Yeah. Because my cat sometimes knows when I'm stressed out and will just sort of saunter by. And mm-hmm. I'll take that opportunity to just like, and I tell myself, I'm just going to sit and pet my cat. And mm-hmm. I calm down. It's a practice of being mindful. And that's all we're doing. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never like really thought about it, but that's totally, I do that all the time. Every, mm-hmm. every day around four o'clock, now that I'm working from home all the time, my cat wakes up from his, you know, 20 hour nap and <laughs> he decides it's dinner time even though dinner time is until five but he just wants to like be with me mm-hmm. until I until I feed him I mean that's the end game, but he also <laughs> just wants to be with me and, and he's 15 we've been buds for a long time and and I you know I pick him up and I hold him while I finish working for the day mm-hmm. and it, it makes my whole like little last part of my day just feel nicer and better because yeah. he wants to be with me and I can feel his his presence and you know it's just lovely mm-hmm. and a way you could con- consider incorporating mindfulness into that is while he while you're holding him cuddling him do some mindful breathing and just do that for like a minute or for however long you want mm-hmm. right I like to breathe I like to like breathe through him that's my favorite. Oh, that's that's my favorite thing is like breathing through my pets, like putting my face mm-hmm. in them because it just sort of <laughs> everything melts away. Yes. Yes. Isn't it? And doesn't it feel good afterwards? It feels so good. Yeah. And you're if you're calmer, allergic to cats, don't do that. Then it's but... not good. <laughs> <laughs> you can do the same thing with a dog, a rabbit. Do the same thing with a dog. Yeah. Whatever. You have. Maybe not a mm-hmm. porcupine, but you know. Maybe not like an iguana or something. I don't know. Unless you really like iguanas. But... <laughs> yeah. And bring your family along. You know, I've, I had shared mm-hmm. with you, Adele, before, uh, before that my partner and I had gotten into this practice of meditating at night, right before bed, like 10 minutes. And my daughter at the, actually, probably the beginning of COVID here in the U.S., when we were all sheltering in place, and um, she joined us one day and really liked it, right? And was like, oh, this is pretty cool. We only did it for like five, 10 minutes or so. Sometimes it was only two minutes, depending if we were late, winding down for the night. But that practice has continued for us as a family since last March maybe February, I don't know, a long time. It's lovely. Yeah. So much so that the cat joins us. <laughs> <laughs> he knows you're all together. It's great, right. And we do, and it's just breathing. We do put on um, some music, this app I have called Relaxation Melodies, and we love the water. So we put on some water sounds and waves in the background and we just, we just breathe together. 
however you want to do it. Sometimes someone's laying on the floor while we're doing it. Sometimes you're just sitting up, but we're just breathing and we're mindfully focusing on our breath. And it's great. And she's been more um, centered and calm. And every night it is now a ritual that we do every night for anywhere between three to 10 minutes. So you can do this with other people if you want to, if that feels Mm -hmm. good. Um, But again, it's a practice and you start where you start. Yeah. And you mentioned your um, your music app that you use or not music, but sounds app that you Mm -hmm. use. So that's that's a good reminder. There's a lot of apps out there. I mean, there's a lot of people sort of capitalizing on the trends of (laughs) mindfulness and meditation. I'm sure they're not all created equal, but I know. You have a few apps you use. I think mm-hmm. um, we can include a few links in the show notes. Yes. Um, I have one or two that that I've tried to. Um, I don't have a great meditation practice. I'm <laughs> hoping after this, I'll be inspired to start mm-hmm. that. But I have tried and I do have mm-hmm. a couple apps that I've mm-hmm. liked. So I think we could share that with with listeners in the show notes. So you, yes. can, you can take a look there when you're done listening to the show and mm-hmm. maybe try out some of those apps. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so to close us out, I was hoping you'd lead us through or to close out our, our interview part. You know, we've yes. still got our, our special <laughs> would you rather at the end. Yes. But, but I'm hoping you'll lead us through a short guided meditation um, because I love your guided meditations so that okay. our listeners can join in from wherever they are and take a moment to breathe with us. Absolutely. I would love to do that. And I'll just say again, this will be short. You can do this on your own. And the words I use are the words I use. You can use whatever words you want if you want to start doing uh, your own meditation practice. But yeah, absolutely. So to get started, all I'll ask is that you can either close your eyes if that feels good for you, or you can gaze towards something in front of you, right? Whether that's the floor or your desk or your table, just Have your eyes focus on something or you can close your eyes and just take a moment to notice your breath. You don't need to do anything special. Just notice your breath. Be thankful for it. Now I want you to notice your body. Do a quick scan from the top of your head down to your shoulders and your back and your arms. Notice your your legs, your toes, your fingers. Just notice how you feel. Notice if you are tense at all anywhere in your body. Sometimes in our jaw can feel a little tense or our shoulders. And I want you to take a big, deep breath in and then exhale and just release any tension or tight spots that you have in your body. Take another big, deep breath on your own. Take a minute and notice your thoughts. Notice what you're thinking about. Are you thinking about things from yesterday? things that are going to happen tomorrow or next week. And I want you to take another breath and just focus 
on right now. Just focus on your breath. If other thoughts move into your mind, just notice them and let them fall away. Just for a moment, bring all of your attention just to your breath, just to the sound of my voice. Just be present in the now. And we're going to take a couple more breaths together here in a moment. I want you to just think of a word that reminds you of how awesome you are. And just bring that to the front of your mind and use that as your mantra for these last breaths we'll take. Just say it softly to yourself. And on my count of three, I'll guide you through two big breaths. In one, two, three, big inhale. And exhale. And once more, big, big inhale. And exhale. And when you feel ready, you can gently open your eyes or you can lift your gaze up. And I hope that helped you feel a little more settled, a little more calm. And just take that feeling with you throughout the rest of your day. Thanks, Idell. Thanks, Carla. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. That was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen back on that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a practice. So think about what your practice can be. And I'll admit, even though that felt really good and I kept breathing, I was thinking about other things. And Um, that's okay. Yeah. And I kept Mm -hmm. having to to refocus myself. So I think that's Mm -hmm. just a reminder that Mm -hmm. um, it's not wrong. I think, you know, I I have heard you say that there's not a wrong way to meditate. And and Mm -hmm. I think people can get hung up on like, Mm -hmm. I can't do it. I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. There is no wrong way to meditate. And some people might say that there is, but I'm here to tell you there is no wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. that Yeah, the fact that you notice other thoughts were coming in, that's being mindful. Mm -hmm. That's part of the meditation practice. Oh, there's another thought. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to refocus on my breath. That's not wrong at all, Mm -hmm. right? You're actually noticing that. Mm. There was an app that I was using for a little while to do one minute meditations in the morning. And part of the, you know, part of the the things that the guide was saying was that to, to let your thoughts come in, but think of them as clouds. Like each of your thoughts is just one cloud, but they're, they're going pretty fast. They're, they're going yeah. by you in the sky. <laughs> and so you get to mm-hmm. have those thoughts, but they're, whoop, they're floating away. So yeah. I'm thinking sort of focusing on them mm-hmm. each one at a time and letting them go. Right. And just let them go for that moment. You can pick mm-hmm. those thoughts back up later. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going away, but you let them go so that you can focus on the present. So when you pick them back up, you might look at them differently. You might mm-hmm. respond to them differently. But yeah, I like that cloud metaphor. 
All right. Well, thanks, Carla. This has been an excellent conversation. I always love talking to you. Um, Likewise. You have have a a great voice for this. I think just (laughs) listening to you talk about meditation is meditative, (laughs) if you ask me. So I think our listeners will agree. It's always great Mm great to have you here to talk. I'm glad we could take this time today. Me too. And so to close us out, uh, we're going to do our would you rather. So, Carla, would you rather have all of your clothes fit perfectly or have the most comfortable pillow, blankets, and sheets in existence? Oh, I kind of love this <laughs> Definitely the most comfortable pillows, blankets, and sheets ever because I love to snuggle and yeah. just be in a really warm place. So definitely, yeah. That's not, that no was contest. easy for you to contest. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes can come and go. You can let them in, let them out, you know, but uh-huh. the warm blankets and sheets and pillows. Oh, yeah. That's the mm. best. <laughs> I feel like you've almost changed my mind because I was going to say the opposite. Um, the clothes fitting perfectly because I've always sort of had trouble finding clothes that are my style that fit me perfectly. Mm. So I... I like I wear I buy men's clothes. I mm-hmm. am an androgynous person. I I like to wear like, you know, men's styles and or what would be considered men's styles and and I really am like sort of interested in like fashion and what's yes. new now but I feel like I never quite hit it because I I make for a very small man. <laughs> and so I have a hard time finding Mhm like blazers, things like that, that, that don't just look like I'm wearing somebody else's clothes. So I've always wanted to have just like perfectly tailored mm, clothes mm-hmm. that are, you know, but they're so expensive. So are. how am I, how am I going to have that wardrobe? You know, and you know I what? work in nonprofits. Exactly. Right. No. <laughs> right. You know what? When you say that, I'm not going to change my mind, but I think because I'm really tall and I have broad shoulders and I'm, you know, what I am a different size than what clothes were made for, for me. Mm-hmm. I uh, wear all kinds of clothes. I, I I guess you would describe them maybe as feminine or what have you, but mm-hmm. they never have fit right. <laughs> I'm wearing <laughs> belts, I'm rolling things up. And of course I'm fashion conscious for sure, but you know, I can make anything fit the way nothing ever fits perfectly. So for me, when I heard that, I was like, that doesn't exist in my world really. So I just kind of make things look good and so right. that aren't perfect so for me I'd rather <laughs> but I also like to be comfortable and so <laughs> I want to be snuggled up in some warm because for me I find it hard to find a good pillow that I like I do too uh, right, that's so hard warm, I feel right? like nobody it's talks so about hard. that like how do you I have never really like loved a pillow I have right? there was one pillow in one hotel <laughs> one time and I still think about it, like, oh, why yeah, like that was the steal best that pillow, pillow and let them mm-hmm. charge me? <laughs> right, can't do that anymore. So yes, yeah, so I would love that. That's why that was easy for me. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. I I also would love that, but I think if I had to choose between the two, I would choose the clothes just to have, mm-hmm. like, you know, like I watch queer eye and and i just want tan france to just like pay for my new wardrobe and like pick it all out for me just like make me look great that would be awesome (laughs) (laughs) i get so jealous like sure like they could come make my house really cute and like you know 
redo my kitchen, whatever. I want that wardrobe. I want that like perfect (laughs) wardrobe that's like made for my soul that fits me perfectly. And then you just go and grab your thing for that day and you're done. You have your perfect closet. It's like all like minimal and beautiful. And, you know, I love blue and brown. Everything would just be like color coded. Different shades. Sounds wonderful. I want that. And I do that to my clothes, but then I'm like, these clothes. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I wish I could get out of I wish I could have both and I could get out of my like beautiful plush posh bed in the morning where I just slept perfectly with the perfect pillow like enveloping my face and then put on my perfect perfect outfit. outfit. You'd be ready for the day. You'd be ready for the day. Mindful breathing. Yeah, do my mindful breathing. (laughs) Maybe I'll work toward that. Life goals. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Carla. This has been excellent. Thank you. I have enjoyed it. Now it's time for Girls Pick. Hi, I'm India. I'm in seventh grade. These are my top three picks. First, piano. I play piano and I like it because you can really play anything you want and you can play really cool music. Second, books. My favorite book is Wonder because I like the characters and the message about friendship. Third, art. My favorite type of art to do is digital art because there are so many tools and colors you can use. Thank you for listening to my top picks. Girl Talk is brought to you by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Our host is Hannah Gilbert. The show is produced by Adele Erickson and edited by Sarah Mikatel. For more about the podcast and our team, go to girltalk.girlscoutsrv.org. See you next time.